Coming up on The Outlaw Lawyer, we'll talk about ex-Marine Daniel Penny. He's in the news, obviously. Also, we've got listener questions. And folks, it's always about the law. The Outlaw Lawyer is coming up next. And now, Outlaw Lawyer. Welcome into the Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. They're your hosts, along with Cassandra Nicholas, also an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer. Offices located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. And Cassandra joins us from that Moorhead City office. Each and every week we get into legal topics, but we also we give you an opportunity. If you have a legal question that uh, you're facing, you need an answer, and you, you need it now, you can always call the firm, 800 800- 659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. And leave your contact information. Briefly what that call is about, an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. You can always email your questions to the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We'll answer those on a future program. we got some listener questions coming up on today's program. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, prepare yourselves for an electrifying radio experience unlike any other. Welcome to the Outlaw Lawyer, where the legal ring comes alive with attorneys who are ready to rumble in the legal arena of North Carolina. Introducing the legal warriors who will leave you in awe and craving for justice, attorney Josh the Maverick Whitaker. I like that name. Attorney Joe the Hammer Hamer. And attorney Cassandra the Sharpshooter Nicholas. These legal gladiators are here to answer your burning legal questions and body slam any confusion that stands in their way. Get ready to witness a legal showdown that will have you on the edge of your seat as our hosts step into the ring armed with their knowledge, passion, and a burning desire for justice. They'll deliver the legal information you need like a powerbomb and discuss the latest legal news items with the intensity of a steel cage match. So grab your legal pads and get ready to be knocked out by their legal prowess. From copyright disputes to personal injury cases, the Outlaw Lawyer is here to deliver legal information with the force of a pile driver. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to be rowdy with the Outlaw Lawyer. It's time to unleash the legal fury and deliver justice right to your eardrums. Welcome to the ultimate legal showdown of North Carolina. Let's get it on. All right, you can comment now. I'm ready to body slam confusion. <laughs> That's what I wake up every day and I strive to do. <laughs> That's our motto. I see, I see older people on the street and they look confused and it's just belly to belly suplex. <laughs> I, uh, if, you, if, you, if you listen regularly, you know that we use our good buddy ChatGPT to create an intro uh, for Morgan. He always does a fantastic job with them. This one was kind of on the fly, but did you uh, you know what the theme was there, Joseph? Uh, it sounded like it was in the style of uh, WCW Nitro circa 1995. <laughs> That's right. I put in I put in uh, WCW. I put in yeah WCW Nitro late 90s in the style of. Uh, their very famous ring announcer at the time. I don't even know if I could say his name. No, you, you can't. You can't and don't because <laughs> we had to make some edits because, you know, chat gave us pretty much what he says and how he says it. So we had nah, to. We can't do that. We had to make some edits, but uh, so, I, thought, I thought it came over well. Yeah. You get what you famous- asked for. I, I really like Cassandra oh, Sharpshooter Nicholas. I mean, yeah. I yeah. My, so you might not know this. So do you know what the Sharpshooter even is, Cassandra? You probably think it's like a gun. Absolutely thing. not. Okay. Mm, interesting. And you're better for it. it. Who's your favorite <laughs> professional wrestler, Cassandra, of all time? There's no wrong answer. 
I I really only know the name Ric Flair because Ooh, it's right. okay. that's a pretty good answer, man. Yeah, you just say that. You don't even do that preface. You just say, "Oh, it's Ric Flair," and everybody yeah. be like, "Oh, okay. yeah." No uh, one would have even thought you didn't know. It's it's Ric Flair, duh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Joseph here. His uh, we didn't we didn't program in like we didn't ask Chat GPT for these nicknames. They came up uh, automatically. But Joe, your nickname is the Hammer. That's true. The robot knows. <laughs> so, the robot knows things. So that's uh, so that's AI flooring us. It's with technically, this. it's the sledge, the sledgehammer. Oh, yeah. I didn't do. I didn't come up with that, man. Now wait a minute. Now, now you ask Cassandra, her favorite wrestler. So Josh and Joe, you got it. You got to chime in. I've got one. Go ahead. I don't know, man. I don't really have a favorite of anything. But if I had to say, like the one who resonates the most with me, because it was right around that time when I was a fresh. 13 year old uh coming into coming into that stage of my life boy it'd be stone cold man oh really easily well i mean if you were a 13 year old boy when i was he was like the coolest guy on earth at that time i I was a kid when jesse ventura was governor of minnesota and that was fun i liked him yeah yeah he's a fun guy those commercials what are you talking about cassandra Jesse Ventura was a wrestler, and then yeah, he was I a know he was. He yeah, was. He was just he, hard time. I was just messing with you. If you ever get bored, school, it was great. If you ever get bored, look up his old his first the first time he ran his campaign commercials. They they, they used wrestling figures. They had kids at like you know like when they used to advertise like GI Joes, and you had the kids at the place. Oh, yeah. uh, and they had wrestling figures, and they were they did this kind of intro. They were like Jesse Ventura will body slam special yeah. interest, and then he would. They had little figures doing it. It was a lot of fun. Were you too old for Stone Cold? That was late. That was mid late nineties for me. So I was in college. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I was. I was always more of a Arn Anderson guy. Yeah. Hard working. Stone Cold worked hard. Yeah, he did. He Morgan, worked hard. Morgan, who you got? Uh, I've got to be Undertaker. Uh, because oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got a lot of longevity back, uh, back in the day when I first got in the media business, I worked for a rock station in Myrtle beach, South Carolina, and we did the ring announcing and he was, uh, he was a redheaded Viking. He was not the undertaker yet. Right. And, yep. um, and, but the rock and roll express was there. Ric Flair was there. Uh, but they did it right there in the Myrtle Beach um, Convention Center. So uh, Undertaker uh, going from really obscurity to superstardom. Well, I could talk about wrestling all day, uh, but here on this show, we are supposed to talk about legal issues, legal news items, legal questions. So our goal here is always to sit down and kind of analyze things from uh, an attorney perspective, these news items we pull out of the national news, these questions that we get from listeners from folks that we consult with during the week. Um, and so this week we had a couple of things that I want to talk about. Who knows what we'll actually talk about, but the things that I want to talk about, you know, it's been a pretty big news story. Uh, Ex-Marine Daniel Penny had an encounter on uh, the New York subway uh, with, uh, what was his name? Uh, the departed name is Jordan Neely. Jordan so they, Neely. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they had an encounter that resulted in Jordan Neely's death. And a subsequent, subsequently, Daniel Penny was charged uh, with manslaughter. And I've had a lot of people just in my normal day-to-day life ask me what, what I think about this, because this is one of those things that's really divisive and certainly separates people. People have a very, um, no matter how much they know about it, they have very clear opinions on it. So I figured we'd spend some time talking about that. I like to talk about that kind of stuff and kind of take the uh, divisiveness out of it and look at it from a more arbitrary, you know, objective standpoint. So we're going to talk about that. And uh, we have some uh, chat GPT generated questions and we have some real legal questions. So that is what I hope we get to today, Joseph. 
Yeah, I hope we just spend time together enjoying each other's company. That's so nice. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Also joining us, Cassandra Nicholas from the Moorhead City Office, also an attorney at Whitaker and Hamer. If you've got a legal situation you are facing, you can always call the firm, 800-659-1186. That'll get you in touch with Whitaker and Hamer. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call's about, and an attorney will be in touch. Again, that number, 800-659-1186. You can always email your questions to the show that's questions at the we're back right after this Welcome back into the Outlaw Lawyers. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. They are your hosts, along with fellow attorney Cassandra Nicholas, also with Whitaker and Hamer. Offices conveniently located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. And Cassandra joins us from that Moorhead City office. Uh, the fellas, well, they're broadcasting from a place in Garner. Can we say it on the air, Josh? Yes, we can. Right? Yeah. Shady's? Shady's. Yeah, we've got to say it. Yes. <laughs> We're legally legally required. Yeah, we have to say it. Our contract with Shady's. That's right. That's right. So drafted by really good attorneys. So yeah. we've, we've got Josh and Joe beaming in from Shady's, and we've got Cassandra uh, coming in from Moorhead City. But the Outlaw Lawyer is always about legal discussion. Guys, where are we going next? Well, you know, I was going to tell you, uh, Joseph, you know, on my drive here, it was a short drive. Yep. Yeah. So the the drive to the the bar is a short drive for me. But guess what I was listening to? That's just an <laughs> open ended question, man. Just uh, uh, all right. Let me. Can you give me a hint? Uh, Simpsons hint? soundtrack of some kind. No, 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 no not no, today. Nineties, no. nineties uh, rap, hip hop. Trap called Quest. Yeah. Hey, trap hey, Quest. We didn't we didn't plan that either. That was nah, that was. was dang, that was pretty good, man. What do I win? Uh, Nothing. I like the, 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 the dual excitement there. I love yeah, it. We, and look, the thing is, is we're sitting across from each other. We point at each other. Too. It was like a point in unison and then a, yeah. It was genuine. We genuine do that when we, when we win our cases too, man. It's, it's like cool. charades on the nose, on the nose. And then we, we do a little, uh, a little dance where we like tap our feet together. Glad this is in video. You should see it. (laughs) The, uh, you know, I don't think I ever told you, uh, told you guys, but, uh, you know, Shady's, uh, the building that Shady's is in was the first Garner town hall. It was the first Garner library. It was the first Garner courthouse. It used to be a courthouse. The bathrooms here used to be jail cells. They still have bars on the windows. That's cool. So, So if you're ever down this way, I'll probably be here. So you could just drop. That's really cool, man. Why? I would come here more if I knew those things. And that's the first time I've ever <laughs> yeah, heard of any of those. Yeah. So I've just been coming here because I like you and I was like friendly, <laughs> but I didn't know that it was like a cool historic place. Yeah. Yeah. You and should get haunted. one of those little historic the plaques for outside. We should. We should. Yeah. We have one out there, but it doesn't talk about us. So talks about something else that I won't even <laughs> I won't even I won't even mention. Talks about <laughs> is it not a good thing? It's a bad thing. It talks about how the town got started. Oh yeah, that's pretty not, cool. Yeah, it's not bad. That's pretty cool. Towns are cool, man, especially this one. So, you know, I, th- I thought we'd talk about Mr. Daniel Penny, right? So that's been in the news a lot. It will continue to be in the news. Uh, at the time we were talking, he's been uh, arraigned, and he's been charged with a manslaughter. This is Alvin Bragg's district. So that's a prosecutor who 
most notably just charged Trump. We talked about him a little bit when we talked about the Trump charges. Um, and so this is uh, this is a situation where we have Mr. Jordan Neely, who, uh, depending on who you listen to, uh, well, I think everybody would agree was having some sort of mental health issue. Um, Suff, what do they say now? You can't say homeless, suffering from homelessness. How do you say that now? That's a thing? Yeah, I don't think Man, you can, I haven't been keeping up with the news. I don't think you can say somebody's homeless. I think you have to say they're suffering from homelessness. I'm reading this CNN article. It, it says yeah, homelessness. So I think we're okay, man. I think yeah. we can. I think we're, we're clear on this one. And, uh, you know, he had, it looks like maybe he had some pending charges where he is unhoused. Unhoused. He's unhoused. Yeah. Uh, and so you, you've got him. Clearly, he's, he's not doing well. Right. And he's uh, being accused. The, the, the bystanders here would say that he has uh, was uh, again. And this is kind of the stuff that's going to come out as we get closer. Threatening. Right. Threatening some people who are riding the subway. And uh, Daniel Penny, from all accounts, is a retired, an ex-Marine uh, who was on there. And he subdued Mr. Neely with a chokehold. Uh, and then once he released it, uh, Mr. Neely was transported to a hospital where he later passed away. Uh, I think everybody, I think the um, autopsy determined the cause of death as well as a homicide. He was later charged after he talked to the police. Um, and so now he's charged with manslaughter. And I, I got to tell you, man, there's still a lot of facts that haven't come out. There's some video, right? So we have some video of the, the thing that happened. Uh, but man, people are are one way or the other on this man like all like all the facts aren't out right there's still stuff that we don't know but people are all over the place on this it's yeah, one of those ones man one of those ones where it's a hundred percent in on either side to the extreme and then you got a few people you got a few reasonable folks right like you who are like we don't know the facts we don't know everything um let's see where it goes uh but for the most part man especially the the reactions that you see online it's extreme just as extreme one way as it is the other way. And Mr. Sandra, Penny himself been... recently spoke out, and his statements are interesting too. That he's mainly defending himself about against like the the <clears throat> divisive character attacks, saying that it that it was something he did due to race. Um, and yeah, the, the facts aren't all out, but that doesn't seem to be the case. And he's really like speaking out about that issue in particular. So he's not defending himself against like what he did, just like motive, essentially. I, I try to talk to people who are kind of all over the map. You know, I try to talk to, mm -hmm. you know, just day to day, whether it's text conversation, you know, we have, you know, nine attorneys in the office at any given time. And we're all over the map as far as political affiliation and and kind of what drives us when we, when we read the news and what kind of side we fall on. You know, I think most attorneys, I think most attorneys, um, I think on our social media, we posted an article or an opinion piece from a uh, New York civil rights attorney, which I thought was an interesting perspective because they spend their days, in their words, protecting, you know, African-Americans from mistreatment by the police in New York City. That's kind of what they what this one person did and uh, for a living and, and came out and said, you know, this is, uh, you know, with, with the facts that we have, this is going to be a tough prosecution for Mr. Bragg's office. You know, you've got someone here who, you know, was, was, was at the, at the very least threatening, you know, some subway passengers with violence was subdued, 
uh, clearly you don't have any intent, right? We talked about this before first degree murder versus second degree murder versus manslaughter. And you have no premeditation. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. clearly he has no intent. He didn't enter that subway with the sole purpose to, to murder Mr. Neely. And so what you're going to have to do is, you know, you're going to have to argue that he knowingly held the chokehold too long. Like you're going to have to make all these arguments that aren't easy to make. I, I would imagine, you know, I, I, you know, you can already, you can already tell where I'm coming from. Like, I think this is an uphill battle as a, as a prosecutor. I think if you're yeah. a defense attorney, you know, you're, you're like ready to go on, on something like this. Cause I, again, I think, I think Mr. Bragg is kind of overreached. I, I get that he wanted to do something. He had New York city politicians calling for something to happen. He had a lot of people that wanted to see a charge here and maybe a charge is, is justified. Um, but I don't know. I don't know, Cassandra. I, I just I feel like this is another one where the actually proving this case, you know, charging is one thing, um, getting a grand jury to to charge. But I, I just I don't unless something else comes well, out that we haven't seen. I think that's where the difficulty for the defense is that I mean, it's even if it was, it's hard to watch, and that's what a jury is going to have to do. And yeah. that's I think that is the uphill battle just from overcoming the emotional perspective and putting it in the terms of are the requisite factors for murder met here for a jury to, if it ends up in front of a jury. Um, that's, that's the struggle for the defense is overcoming watching someone die that way. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing to have to watch. Uh, it's a terrible thing to happen to a person. And, uh, you know, I think that the defense's argument is like Mr. You know, Mr. Uh, Penny didn't want this to happen. You know, he did not, you know. And yeah, I think that they, their argument is clear. It's he, he, this man was a threat and he, they were trying to, it was an attempt to subdue and protect other people. Um, but like you said, Cassandra, it's a great point. There's this video, right? That's going to be very, like, it's an emotional thing, right? And it's, mm-hmm. and they are going to have to see that. Um, but it, it's it's going to be interesting, man. Anytime you it's it's fascinating and maybe fascinating is not the right word. But anytime you have this so this level of political and social pressure uh, on an issue like this, it, it's just I, I feel like we've tended to see more recently, like you said, there could have been a little bit of an overreach in terms of the charges brought. And, and it's almost like when you're a, when you're a, a public official, like it's there's so much pressure to do that. Right. Like it's just it's just a crazy thing politics ruin everything all the time, right? Like politics always, you don't want politics. And that's part of the problem we're having kind of across the aisle, U.S. Supreme Court, North Carolina Supreme Court, like politics in the judiciary, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing to happen. Like you, you, I don't know what the answer is now. Yeah, there should be no political. uh, This should be their facts, right? And we have, we've got codified laws that exist and, there are objective elements, they are, you know, and there's some subjective nature to it, but there's elements that exist outside of any kind of political leanings or spectrum. Um, and, and that's how it should be applied, right? Like we should, we should just plainly apply the law. It should apply equally to every situation, regardless of any kind of political leaning or any kind of political spin that you could put on something. Yeah. So this is, this is one again that, you know, we've talked about, you know, we're we're coming up. We're about to finish our, our second year doing this this show, which seems crazy to me. Uh, but we're almost two years in and we've talked about a ton of stuff. You know, I was thinking the other day, I was thinking about how often when we first got started, every show was about a covid 
right? A COVID regulation or a COVID close down, you know, the Shady's we opened right before uh, Governor Cooper shut, decided that bars were not, you know, oh, the perfect time. Yeah, perfect time to open a bar. We were open two months before Governor Cooper decided bars that were not. Uh, what's the word? We're not. Uh, was it essential? What essential. Was it? Yeah, yeah, we were non essential. You know. Yeah, feels pretty dang on essential to me right now. Sitting yeah. in this place, the but former I, courthouse. But I had I had forgot about that. I, there was a there's a case that we'll talk about later today. But there was a there was it's not really a case. There was something that was coming before the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court. It was a Title Forty Two that had to do with uh, immigration. It was a COVID policy from the Trump era. And the Supreme Court decided not to hear the challenge. And so there's a little two or three page order. Uh, but in it, um, I can't remember the justice who wrote it now off the top of my head. I'll have to, I'll have to take a look at that in the break. Uh, but went back and talked about how we'll, we should all remember the civil liberties that we lost during COVID. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. I don't want to talk. Hopefully we don't have to talk about COVID anymore, but uh, <laughs> we can. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, along with Cassandra Nicholas, all attorneys, obviously, at Whitaker and Hamer. Uh, Josh and Joe are managing partners at the firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. I want to remind you that Whitaker and Hamer, they have offices located almost everywhere. Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City, where Cassandra is joining us from. If you've got a legal situation you're facing, if you've got questions you need answers to, you can always call Whitaker and Hamer, 800 800- 659-1186 that's 800-659-1186 leave your contact information briefly what the call is about and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch you can always email your questions to the show questions at the we'll change the names to protect the innocent or maybe you're guilty uh, but we'll answer the questions on a future program that's all coming up we'll talk more about it we got listener questions on the other side The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer. Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, where you can find a managing partners, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Cassandra Nicholas joining us from the Moorhead City office. Again, attorney with Whitaker and Hamer. Offices located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and as we mentioned before, Moorhead City. If you've got a legal situation, you can always call the firm and get answers to your questions. 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information. Briefly what the call is about. An attorney with Whitaker and Hammer will be in touch. Again, the number 800-659-1186. And you can always email your questions to the show. And that's questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. Josh? So, you know, we were talking about it before we went to the break. You know, um, the U.S. Supreme Court, there was a group of Republican uh, attorney generals who had filed a motion uh, with the Supreme Court regarding Title 42, which has been in the news a lot lately. Cassandra, I didn't tell you we were going to talk about this. Do you know what that is off the top of your head? Sort of. (laughs) All right. So Title 42 was a policy that allowed Border Patrol, you know, if they found folks across the border illegally uh, because of COVID and this this Title 42, they could release them back across the border. Um, And so that ended. It was a COVID area regulation. Uh, uh, Biden's administration ended it. And some Republican attorney generals on the state level were trying to get the Supreme Court to say it should still be a thing. And the uh, Supreme Court denied it. And in their denial, they kind of started talking about how uh, COVID era policies by by governors and, and, and the federal government to restrict freedoms 
we are probably going to look back on it and see that it was probably one of the worst times for for civil liberty in, in I don't know in our lifetimes anyway. Um, hopefully, hopefully that's as well, bad as it gets, right? Hopefully, it's well, hopefully, bad. hopefully we remember because I had kind of forgotten. And then at the same, well, time, you're living in it, right? Like if you're living in it yeah. every day. Yeah. It's hard to like step back and objectively, and and every day, man, it's like we went further. Like the further it went, the more accepted. That's almost scary, man. Because like you weren't revolting, you weren't out in the streets. I revolted in small ways, right? Yeah, your own yeah. ways. Yeah, <laughs> we did do some some micro revolts. Well, you know, there was a lot of, you know, I said in the last segment, so we're sitting here at Shady's today and Shady's was a bar that opened right uh, literally like 90 days before Governor Cooper decided that everybody in the hospitality industry was not essential, uh, which which even though I'm a lawyer first, uh, still kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and uh, you think about all the restrictions there were and we were all scared. Right. And that's what that's what the justices say in this opinion. They talk about. um uh, what some of the language in this uh, executive officials across the country issued emergency decrees on a breathtaking scale. Uh, governors and local leaders imposed lockdown orders, forcing people to remain in their homes. They shuttered businesses and schools, public and private. They closed churches, even as they allowed casinos and other favored businesses to carry on. Um, but I don't that, remember those being open, like casinos and stuff. I feel like those at some point at least got shut down too. We ain't got a lot of casinos around here to comment on it personally. But uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't I don't remember you know, I do remember of course we operate a law firm that was determined to be essential. So the law firm was opened and we didn't work from home. We were at the law firm meeting with people, you know, court was different for a while. I remember the courthouse was closed for a little bit. Well, naturally when you've got different places making different regulations you know, there's going to be some inconsistencies in the application and how yeah. different governors apply it. And uh, and I'm sure there were some, still... some head scratchers, too. Right. Like, I'm sure there's places where different industries got favorable treatment for no real good reason. But uh, legal work is very important. It is. It's very important. I don't want to I don't want to undermine that. I remember how how uncertain we were. Right. Like there was so much uncertainty for you. You talked about being everyone was scared. And, you know, I I guess that's one way to put it. But we didn't know it was going to happen. Nobody, you know, we didn't know that we were going to, I remember waiting to find out if we were going to be deemed essential or if we were just going to have to just close it up and shut it, you know, just head right. home. You had all these special interest groups, these unions, these, uh, you know, there was the North Carolina Bar Association. There was the Realtors Association. You know, there's people arguing and lobbying. We knew that some things were going to be deemed non-essential. And so everybody was lobbying like crazy. Uh, to be essential and, and a ton of bars and a ton of restaurants, you know, went out of business The be the non-essential businesses. Uh, a lot of them failed. They haven't come back. You know, it's the hospitality industry yeah. has not truly recovered uh, by any means. Um, but it's, it's just until I read that. So that, that's what I did. We, you know, we're, we're coming up on our second year uh, being over. Right. So I'm, I'm getting things lined up for our third year as a show. And uh, I just remember me and Joe sitting across from each other in the studio all right, we got a new COVID, you know, law like every week, man. Yeah, every week. We got a new restriction, you know, is this legal? Is this not legal? Um, and it feels like it was so long ago. Uh, but that's what happens, right? You just keep going and, and you forget stuff. But this, the Supreme Court here is saying, you know, I, I imagine he was shaking his fist in the air and he's like, never forget, you know. Um, 
but it's uh, but it, it was, was crazy scary and and i know some of the the decisions you know in retrospect could have been overkill based on what we now know from science and whatnot but at that time like it was for the protection of the citizenry and that's that's what a society is though is like making those decisions and giving up certain rights uh to protect other rights to protect each other like with without that social contract <laughs> the other option is just anarchy so <laughs> well you know that's he was saying we're only you know you're you're only like a one i don't know how he put it i don't have it in front of me but like one threat right you're you're only like one threat away in a democracy you're only one threat away from being scared into some sort of i don't know dictatorship right and you're only you know what they say you're only like 12 hours without a meal from anarchy right those are the two sides so if you go hungry long enough every it's anarchy and if you're if something happens where you're too scared you know everybody's willing to to kind of be in a kind of throw democracy out the window so um i don't know definitely interesting how how things have have changed in a very short amount of time very very short amount of time man Virginia at that time, I immediately went to work from home and stayed in my living room for nine months. Um, so it was definitely a different perspective. And the the non-essential businesses on our street, just one would close each month during that time period. And yeah, a lot of them haven't reopened. I remember we went to uh, we went to Vegas. We went to Tampa. We went to a lot of places. We uh, did go to Vegas. I was there. That's that. right. I can vouch for. We went. That. We went a couple places where you could live normally, and people weren't like dying in the streets. You know. I remember that was like, but but see, this is it's funny, man. It's not funny, but like, it seems like there was a little hiccup there where that was that that was the case, and then we kind of backslid a little bit there. We did. It was like right. I think we caused that going to Vegas. <laughs> I remember like the last day we were there. They're like, this is the epicenter of the world of COVID. I think I stopped. I was in Vegas like a week or two before the two of you. Um, Actually, two years ago this weekend to get married by Uh, Elvis. And it was the first weekend uh, that they were open from COVID. So Uh, uh, it was fine. I I stopped being scared of COVID after Joe got it for like the 19th time. Yeah. (laughs) My body was a great incubator for all of these new variants. I wasn't doing great. That first time. That second time, I was not as bad. Yeah. That third time. The first time was like real COVID. It wasn't my eighth time. It was nothing. I was going to say, for the record, Joe, how many times did you have COVID? Oh, we stopped counting, brother. We stopped counting. I know it didn't want any of this healthy body. I think the last time. It kept coming back, though. It kept coming. It was like, I like it in here. I think the last time. It's warm. uh, The last time he had it, Joe actually gave COVID. Joe, oh, yeah, yeah, Jovid, yes, Chuck Norris style, right? Yeah, it did. It, it wasn't very fun, and that first time really was like it, you know, for everybody who really had nothing but mild cases. Great for you. I didn't have that the first one, but the rest of them, they're pretty good. Pretty good. It's fine. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer. And you're listening to, again, The Outlaw Lawyer. They're managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Cassandra Nicholas joining us from the Moorhead City office. They also have offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. And if you have a legal situation, a question you need an answer to, you can always call Whitaker and Hamer, 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call's about, and an attorney will be in touch. Again, the number, 800 
800-659-1186. And you can always email your questions to the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back right after this. Law Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, Managing Partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, the power behind the program. They're practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Joining them on the program, Cassandra Nicholas, out of the Moorhead City office, also an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer. You can find Whitaker and Hamer in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia, and as we mentioned, Moorhead City. If you've got a legal situation you're facing, uh, you need answers to questions, uh, you just don't know what's going on when it comes to the legal question, the legal side, you can always call the firm, 800 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. And leave your contact information. Briefly what the call's about, and an attorney will be in touch to answer those questions for you. And then you can also email the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. Josh, where are we going next? You know what? I wanted to talk about something that no attorney really wants to talk about once it's over. I want to talk about the the bar exam. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I've been waiting for that, man. I love that thing. Uh, you know, the bar exam, you know, for those of you who don't know, to become a lawyer the way it is now, you go to a, got to get your four-year degree. And I will tell you, your four-year degree can be in anything, right? I think when I came out of high school, I just assumed I had to be pre-law if it's I was anything. going to law There's school. No such thing. So, yeah, yeah, you don't have to do it. You, do, you can major in anything you want to. You do have to have a four-year degree. I would highly recommend, even if you're going to go to law school, you major in a science because that is a very yes. yeah. a unique breed of attorney, the ones that have underground chemistry, physics, yeah, biology degrees. got those science brains, man. Those are the tough, those are the powerful ones. Cassandra, what was your what was your major in undergrad? Uh, political science, international business, and Spanish. Hey, that has the word science in it. That's kind of like that. That's, that's right. <laughs> I did uh, – I didn't do all those. I didn't do several. <laughs> um, I did. Uh, I did political science. That was me. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was. I was uh, English, uh, NC State's version of a journalism degree, but English and and uh, history. And then, uh, so you do your you do you get your four year degree, whatever it may be in pre med, right? You get pre med, and then go to law school. But then you apply. You go to law school. Uh, you take your LSAT. I guess a lot of people are getting. You know, and we're we're going to talk about the bar exam and how it's kind of being. Maybe you can kind of look at it as being watered down. That's kind of where we're where we're going with this. But you take your LSAT, you get into your law school. Law school is three years, three right? three long years. It man. is long years. I, long, that was a part time program. It was four years. long years. Oh. Wow, wow. <laughs> but uh, you do your three years, and then you spend. You know, you get out, and then you're going to take the bar. Usually, you're going to take the bar in the summer, right? You graduate. I don't know when do kids graduate. May, May, June, July, mm -hmm. somewhere in that. And then you usually have a couple of months, and then usually you take the bar. Depending on the state, North Carolina, it's usually you can take it in August and February. So usually, if you graduate, you're taking it in August. And it's kind of a, I mean, it's a grueling test. Yeah, if you, yeah. Did you study for it? I, yeah, yeah, I did. I took uh, that was a joke, man. I know it was very difficult. I think everybody did. You know, so it's a two day test. Like, the, what is it? The first day. This is how it used to be. You know, I, I feel like I just graduated from law school the other, you know, yesterday. But it was, uh, seems like a long time for me, man. It was twenty plus years ago that I graduated from law school. Jeez. But um, yeah, you you go in and then there's like you know you do a bunch of uh, multiple choice. It's like essays and was it essays first and multiple choice or the, the vice versa? Ah, I can't remember. I don't. I don't want to remember. <laughs> but 
but we're, you're in a big room. Like I had to go downtown. I think we took it in the, I call it Memorial Auditorium. I don't know what it is now. Is I it did still? mine. I want to say I did mine over at the fairgrounds maybe. Mm. So you're in a big room. I was at a table that I was at, you know, they had like a normal like size table you'd fold out to use at church. Right. For, you yeah. Know, and I was at one end and this was before you were allowed to have a computer. Right. So we didn't have computer. Yep. <laughs> That's such an old timey story. Yeah. I had to handwrite it. That's right. God it sucked. And, uh, you know, there was somebody else on the other side and you get to pick who you sat with at the table. Cause you weren't really supposed to be talking anyway. But I remember they frown on that. <laughs> I remember sitting down, you know, the test tent started and I was just introducing myself uh, to the young lady who was on the other side of the table. Hey, I'm John. <laughs> what are you here for? <laughs> and uh, and man, she was mad at me for talking to her. She looked at me like I had just like ah, uh, she was in her zone. Yeah, and took her out I was screwing. Zone. I was screwing her up. So. God, man, I hope, I hope that young lady is has done well. But but you sit there. And <laughs> I don't. She sounds terrible. <laughs> but yeah, you take the bar with like at the time. I think we were taking it with like 900 people, and you're there for one day, and then you go home. So the, the, you've studied, right? You've had all this time to study. You can, I can't study that long, right? You've had like two months. You've yeah. been out of school. Yep. Maybe you're studying the same things, right? Over and yeah. over and yeah. over. You're just hammering it in your brain. But but the point is there's all these topics that they test on, right? And, and just like in elementary school, like I think uh, people just are finishing up their EOGs in, in, in elementary and middle and high school. But you your teachers teach you because they know what's going to be on the test, right? They know that there's going to be an estates question and a, a family law question, and there's going to be a real property question. <laughs> well, maybe I, Those all seem new. <laughs> you know, as a, I don't want to speak for all professors, but there are some professors who get tenured, and uh, yeah, they're going to teach what they're going to teach, I guess. And But, but you know, there's this, there's this big uh, op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal a, a week or two ago, so an Alabama Supreme Court justice Jay Mitchell published an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal um, talking about how the National Conference of Bar Examiners, the NCBE, that's who helps decide what's going to be on your state's bar exam, uh, are proposing a uniform bar exam where they make it shorter, right? It was two grueling days. I remember going home after the first yeah. day and just like, I think I just watched King of Queens for like ah. eight hours. You know, I just had to clear clear the mm -hmm. brain. Um and then going back the next day and taking it, but they're uh, they're suggesting taking some topics out of it, and I think I saw family law being removed, um, and kind of maybe some, yeah. yeah, and 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 Justice Mitchell's argument was like, hey, most of these people, and he's he's coming from Alabama, so he's like, most of the people taking this bar are going to go work in small towns, general practices where the local people need an attorney. For family law and and estates. do all those things basically. And uh, he was like, if you take these out of the test, and I, I think they the the thought is they're trying to make this test more fair and more inclusive. I think that's the the stated goals, and that means different things to different people. But the way he sees it is like you're moving these topics that are critical uh, to folks who are going to be on the ground practicing in these small towns. And there's other ways you can learn, uh, you know, areas of law. But in the, in the law, you're not acquired to apprentice. Right. I think if you're a plumber or you're an HVAC, you have to apprentice for a certain amount of time. It's not required by most states to be a lawyer. You pass your bar. Bingo, bingo. You're out there doing that. You're a lawyer. Baby. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the bar has rules. You're not supposed to take things you're not qualified to take. You know, you've got to do the requisite <laughs> study. You're really not qualified to take but anything I gotta, at that point. Yeah. Man. I got to tell you, when you come out of law yeah. school, you're not qualified to do a whole lot. Yeah. No, you're not, man. You're not. You're not. Um, so anyway, he, he laments that the, the bar exam, like it needs to be hard. It needs to be a gatekeeper. It needs to be something where you have to at least 
you know, that's what my professors always told me when you get out of law school. You need to know enough to know when you don't know enough. Yeah, you keep making it easier, man. That's how you end up in idiocracy, right? That's right. That's People need to watch happens. that movie every day. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, we're going to remember COVID. We need to remember to not do that. Hey, you remember that the feeling when you finished the bar exam? I remember it yeah. being one of the best. <laughs> I didn't care. I didn't matter. I didn't care if I passed. I didn't care. Cause I was done with it. Yeah. You were free. I did. I was done with it. Yeah. I played a lot of NCAA college football. That was like one of the last years I came out with that game. Ah, oh, man. What a time. And I would study the same. Did I would you have st- kids then? No, I didn't have any kids. Ah, oh, what a time. <laughs> I like your kids a lot and I'm glad they're here. You didn't have any kids. Did you? I had one yes. in law school. Yeah. And they tell you not to do that. Yeah. They but, recommend uh, against it. Yeah. But, uh, whoopsie Daisy. <laughs> Cassandra, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah, Cassandra, you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you no kids, but problem. I was working full time while studying for the bar. And so I just went to work the next day after the bar. <laughs> I went to great. law school and they, they, they wouldn't let you work as your first year. They like, if they found, I don't know how they would have found out, but like that was the, the, on the street, they were like, if they find out you're working, you'll be in trouble. They didn't want you to work yeah. your first year, which made it hard to pay bills. Yep, it did. Yep, you had to yeah. get out in those streets and hustle. <laughs> but these practice areas are really like the other side of this is they're very like state specific. And the 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 bar exam that all the states are doing now, the uh, what's it called? <laughs> the is one it I the NC, NCBE or the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, uniform the, something or another. The uniform bar exam. It's that uniform word. something or another. Um, 36 states are using that now. So even in, they still include family law trusts in the states, but it's it's a really like high level general version of them. So it's really not getting whether or not someone's competent to practice those practice areas in the state they're getting barred in anyway. So I don't know mm. how they deal with that. Well, I tell you, I'll tell you something that you can take to the bank. I'm 46 years old. 46 years young. 46 yeah. years young. That's right. I will, I promise you this, that for under no circumstance will I ever take a test again in my ever life. Ever again. There's ever. nothing you can make me do. Right. There's no, there's no, no driving test. No. No <laughs> pregnancy test. I'm, I'm not, not taking any of Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out of all tests for the rest of my life. Yeah. So I'm guessing the bar exam has scarred you, scarred you for life. That's the last one, man. That's it. That's it. That's it. All right. We have one more segment on the Outlaw Lawyers. We're going to be back here in a second. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, Managing Partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. They are your hosts, along with Cassandra Nicholas, also an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer. She's out of the Moorhead City office. Also, offices located in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fugue Arena, and Gastonia. If you've got a legal situation, a question you need answers to, you can always uh, call the firm, 800-659-1186. That's 800- 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what that calls about. An attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can always email your questions to the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We're back to wrap it up right after this.
Welcome back into the final segment of the Outlaw Lawyers. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, your host, managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Also joining us from the Moorhead City Office, Attorney Cassandra Nicholas, also with Whitaker and Hamer. Offices located elsewhere, well, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and as we mentioned, Moorhead City. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. If you've got a legal situation you're facing, you need some answers to questions, you can always get in touch with Whitaker and Hamer. Call 800 800- 659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call is about, and an attorney will be in touch. Again, the number 800-659-1186. And you can always email your questions to the show. We'll answer them on a future broadcast. Questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. And as uh, Josh said earlier, bingo, bango. Uh, let's get into some more topics. Uh, final segment, guys. You know, before we do that, Joseph, uh, you know, hockey season, uh, for better or worse, hockey season is behind us. Uh, I am not watching the uh, the finals at this point. What do you What are you watching? Oh man, I've been watching a lot of things, man. Probably nothing that would interest you because <laughs> it's it's not none of it's the Simpsons. Yeah, but um, I've been watching that Yellow Jackets. You seen that? Uh, uh-uh. that's pretty. It's all right, man. It's pretty good. Nah, I haven't. I don't even know what it is. I don't like even know where to find it. High school girls soccer team plane crashes and they start cannibalizing each other. It's uh-uh. pretty good. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, true story, man. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's not a true story. It's based loosely off of like the uh, it's based loosely off of some true stories. But, yeah, it's a real that's a real thing. <laughs> what was that soccer movie Will Ferrell was in? Ah, kicking and screaming. Is it based off that? No, <laughs> no one. <laughs> Is it loosely anyone based? else? No one eats anyone <laughs> in that one. But yeah, that's a true thing, man. And my buddy told me he's like, it's pretty good. And I was like. And I was like, what's it about? And he told me he's like a high school girl soccer team. And I was like, well, I'm out, brother. But then I got in. <laughs> I'm glad I did because it's pretty good. Cassandra, I know you watch <laughs> hockey all the time. You can't stop watching the hockey. But uh, that's right. now that the, the Hurricanes are, are, are not in it anymore, what are you watching? Succession, a lot of YouTube. We started The Simpsons from episode one, season uh, one. The you, other day. You've converted somebody, man. <laughs> that's the greatest yeah, thing I've ever heard. heard. Uh, somebody, so, somebody, somebody's got a tear in his eye. Somebody's <laughs> kissing up. Somebody's <laughs> kissing up. The first time she pulls out a Simpsons reference. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have a tear in my eye. I'll just wipe clear. it away. Cassandra, that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I, Look, bet, I bet the office, the office holiday party, the biggest gift's going to go to <laughs> the uh, – <laughs> The Simpsons. So you, you don't. Now you guys are going to stop around season thirty-eight, season twelve through fifteen, depending on okay. how we'll, old we'll you take are. Suggestions. All right, because you can't you can't watch like you know like twenty-two through. You just got to pretend it's not. It doesn't exist after yeah. that point. Twenty twenty-two through thirty is just terrible. There's a. I'm sure I've mentioned it many many times. So there's a podcast called uh, Worst Episode Ever. We yeah. worst episode ever, and all they do is rate. They stop watching season eleven, so the classics die. Season eleven, that's it for classics. But then they okay. eleven through current, they rate the worst episode ever. And I don't think they they're start active. the series with a, a Christmas episode. <laughs> I didn't know that when they Man, yeah, you they get Santa's little helper in the first episode. I didn't know that because it was a Christmas special, right? I mean, that's what it yeah. was. They started, yeah. You know, I didn't. I didn't know that. Man. Mm-hmm. I don't watch cartoons. I'm an adult. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's uh, you you won't be disappointed with seasons one through eleven. Seasons eleven through fifteen, hit or misses, and then after fifteen, it's garbage. Nobody can watch that. If, if you are disappointed, I would I recommend just lying and saying you like it a lot. 
my youngest son, my youngest son is all in on the Simpsons right now, but he yeah. is, uh, you know, he knows how to turn on the Disney plus network and the Simpsons are all there, but he started watching the new ones. Like he started with like the current. Oh, season. he started in the, Oh man. Well then that means he's going to, he's going to go back to the old ones and be like, wow, this is actually, this show doesn't, it isn't yeah. terrible. He, it's watches, good. he watches a lot of the <laughs> Simpsons movie that's in the rotation. Um, what are you watching? You didn't say you asked us. Yeah. I, I've been watching a lot of, uh, Jeopardy, man. I've yeah. Jeopardy. I've heard that's a pretty good one. Yeah. What season are you on? <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of, I've been trying to, I, my middle boy is really into the NBA and I was growing up, not so much as an And adult. you were like, son, don't sports. No, let's watch Jeopardy. <laughs> so I've been trying to watch the NBA playoffs and that's, uh, I don't really have a team. You know, I don't really have a dog in the fight and, uh, that's been tough, man, but I've been trying to. I've been trying real hard to watch the NBA. They're really finals. good, man. They're really good at basketball. That's something. Yeah, it's a, every it's, one of them is. But it's um, it is different than from what you grew up with. You really gotta for sports. You really gotta care for a team, or you gotta really hate a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. gotta have that. Passion. It's hard to watch and just be like, I want a good game, right? Because <laughs> you gotta have some investment in it, or you gotta bet. If you bet, any game can be fun. That's Maybe true. you should get addicted to gambling. Well, that that, that's that's on its way to passing, right? That's, I don't know, man. I don't see why it shouldn't. Probably should. Um, but yeah, but we've been watching so much hockey. Uh, I, if I, we just need football back, right? At least we yeah, had the XFL coming, for coming. Chugga, 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 chugga. <laughs> hey, they're bringing an NCAA football back. You know that the game? I heard that last year. It never nah, happened. it's real though. This is verifiable. That's gonna. I'd go stand. In, I guess you don't have to stand in line to buy the physical games anymore. But you could. We'll do that together. We'll do a live show from the. From the <laughs> It'll be just us two. The KB Toys. <laughs> Is that still a thing, man? No, no, that was a cool not. place. No, it's not. I hit up every one of those when I, if I was in a mall and I saw a KB Toys. Oh, yeah, I could to. believe it. I was going in there. It'll be like you, me, and like a, another really old guy just standing yeah. there camping like out. Like idiots. <laughs> so just download. They'd be like, man. hey, we don't even have copies of this. Game. Yeah, what are you talking about? What's Morgan have, watching? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's um, Morgan sorry, watching? I watched uh, The Diplomat. I uh, enjoyed that uh, series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very, very good. Uh, I've been told Secession is a must, so I'm going to start on that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, you seen that? You ain't seen that. You like that. As far as hockey, obviously, you know, great season. Um, and, you know, going back in time since we're uh, uh, well into uh, the Stanley Cup Finals that does not include the Carolina Hurricanes, the uh, the four-game sweep by the Panthers, you got to, you know, bang your stick against the boards for them. I mean, they played really, really well. Uh, but it, Well, it, I've always heard that uh, – I didn't know this because I don't watch a lot of hockey, but I always heard that the, the a lot of people consider the real winner – of the hockey playoffs to be whoever loses the Eastern Conference Finals. That's what I've heard. <laughs> and you got you got to you got to sleep on that, and 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 you know until until the off season's over and we get back into uh, uh, the next season. But you know you look at those four games, uh, and it could have gone either way in all four games. So they About were very, as close of a sweep as right. it's ever been. Right. Well, no, I mean, I, don't make me feel any better. No, I, I I get it. I get it. My daughter who uh, works down in the state of Florida. Uh, she went, uh, her boyfriend gave her a, a gift to game four and it ended up being the elimination game. And it was a tough place to be. We've been to Tampa and watched the Canes beat Tampa in overtime in their building. That was great, but I can't imagine 
a uh, a series clinching win for the opposing team when you're a fan of the visiting team. It it was tough, but uh, it was a great. It, it was it was a fantastic hockey year for the area. So everybody should at least you know it, it's probably going to take some time for the wounds to to heal up if they if they ever do. Uh, but certainly um, the team is on the right track and can't help but love Brendan Moore and what he's been able to do in his his five seasons. And yeah, I think the future very very bright, very very bright. That was a beautiful speech. It was. It was. It was very. Uh, I was feeling, really feeling time, baby. Feeling yeah, time. I don't feel any you. better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could tell Josh you was taking a knee, and I jumped in. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, well, we don't have college. Well, we don't get college football till August. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Late, late August. August. It's yeah, August. Late August. Yeah. But and it's it, coming. It's coming, man. And NFL will be September. It's mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. And then we'll hit that sweet spot where we've got a little bit of everything. We got, in college, yeah, baseball will keep going. College yeah. basketball will, will come out in November. Yeah, we got some. Got some forward to we it. Got some British Open in July. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Until then, we'll just be depressed. U.S. Open in <laughs> June, right around Simpsons Father's Day. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess non, that's non-sports. <laughs> uh, the the YouTube I watch, I've been watching a lot of Good Mythical Morning. I've been meaning to ask Josh if he knew Rhett or Link. They're contemporaries of yours from Andrew, but they're like national, international Wait, YouTube stars now. Rhett and Link. No, I have no idea who these, I have no idea what you're talking about. They're from Andrew and they are one of the biggest YouTube platform channels in the world. What exactly um, do they do on the channel? <laughs> they have a morning show every morning and they just do, um, it's like a silly little talk show. It's great. Okay. Highly suggest it. <laughs> Hmm. All right. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Well, you speak- just tell me about it. I'm not going to do it, but you tell me about it. <laughs> the, uh, well, you know, and, and, you know, for those of you who listen to Sports Talk, Ovius and, uh, and Giglio have their, have their podcast now. I think we're, I think our firm's a sponsor of that podcast. I don't yeah. think, I know. You know that for a fact. <laughs> and they're, they're good folks to listen fantastic. to. It's fantastic guys, man. Two of the best in the biz. All right. Well, we are fresh out of time. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Again, the power behind the program is Whitaker and Hamer. Offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. And Cassandra Nicholas, an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer, joining us from that Moorhead City office. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. Another edition of The Outlaw Lawyers is in the books. We will see you on the radio next week. hosted by an attorney licensed to practice law in North Carolina. Some of the guests appearing on the show may be licensed North Carolina attorneys. Discussion of this show is meant to be general in nature and in no way should the discussion be interpreted as legal advice. Legal advice can only be rendered once an attorney licensed in the state in which you live had the opportunity to discuss the facts of your case with you. The attorneys appearing on the show are speaking in generalities about the law in North Carolina and how these laws affect the average North Carolinian. If you have any questions about the content of the show, contact us directly.